Hey, this is Adam Thielen. Deep shot. Man there, right side. Caught Thielen. 10-5. Touchdown! Teddy Bridgewater to Adam Thielen. Your sports leader in the Lakes area is KDLM Detroit Lakes, serving the Lakes area for over 60 years. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? Stop what you're doing and listen. The KDLM Sports Wrap. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. There's a lot of morons in the mainstream media that just don't get it. Join the conversation on Facebook Live as they stream the show live from the KDLM studio. So I gotta say, I'm just fired up to be here today. Hello and welcome. If you're competent in an age of incompetence, that makes you appear extraordinary. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Forest Hills Resort is not responsible for errant shots. <laughs> they must have known Zeke was coming. Where's he from? I'm from Detroit Lakes. I'm not an expert, but I do have a strong opinion. Detroit Lakes go crazy! We're still here! We're still here! Get up! Come on, get up! If you're as tight as I am! Yeah! Thirteen forty, Katie Lemon Station. You can count on. Good morning, happy Tuesday, Taco John's Taco Tuesday today. Don't forget nine cents and hard shell beef tacos at Taco John's all day today. Busy wrap today. We're going to dive into uh, the Vikings quarterback carousel right now. We're not. We're not going to dig into why they have that carousel. I feel like everyone's got their own opinion whether or not. People should be vaccinated, shouldn't be vaccinated. We're not going to get into that, but we're going to introduce you to some of the new quarterbacks on the Minnesota Vikings, including one of the best-named quarterbacks that we've had since John David Booty. We'll talk about that coming up. Also, uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves, after talking about uh, all the all the moves and all the signings and stuff they're going to do, uh, Wolves have been pretty uh, pretty quiet. and A lot of big names going off of the, the NBA free agent List, including uh, the Chicago Bulls being very active, and why that could be a good thing for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Second half of the wrap, we're going to talk to Seth Stowes of Twins Daily. He's going to get an update on the Twins and get to know some of the prospects that we acquired last Friday at the trade deadline, including the number 16 overall prospect in baseball from the Toronto Blue Jays, and why that leaves question marks at Royce Lewis's future position. We'll talk to Seth Stowe's right around 948 this morning on the sports wrap. But first, let's rewind the last 24 hours in sports. It's rewind time. Rewind. Hashtag, but can he play quarterback is trending on Twitter this morning, specifically for, for Minnesota Vikings fans. So if you, in case you missed uh, the latest COVID controversy down at TCO Performance Center in Egan, Here's the deal is uh, the NFL has strongly encouraged NFL players to get vaccinated for COVID-19, but they they still have a choice. And a number of Vikings players have not been vaccinated. And so what they're doing is they're splitting them up. They've got the unvaccinated guys who can who can mingle, who can do interviews, who can go out and eat together, who can do all this stuff. And then you've got the unvaccinated guys who are supposed to kind of keep to themselves, quarantine, mask up, all that fun stuff. Knowing full well that uh, being unvaccinated could result in some serious penalties for their team. And this is not going to become a debate on whether or not you should or should not get the vaccine. That That's 100% your choice. And it's not my job to tell you what to do. However, this is exactly what the NFL was warning about. It's, it's kind of, in a, in a darker sense, what the NFL, I think, wanted 
was for this to happen to a team, and it just happened to be the Minnesota Vikings. So backup quarterback Kellen Mond was unvaccinated, tested positive for COVID-19, uh, has left the Vikings scrambling for quarterbacks. Kirk Cousins has to quarantine. Nate Stanley has to quarantine. And, of course, Kellen Mond has to quarantine. And so that's left the Vikings with just Jake Browning on the roster for training camp in, in, in a, a position where you need a lot of arms to work with the first and the second team, the third team guys, and to throw this and to throw that. And so uh, Jake Browning, after getting that, that, that guaranteed money in the draft what, two years ago, they gave him like $100,000, no questions asked, is now getting his opportunity to shine as the number one quarterback in camp. I believe Kirk Cousins and Nate Stanley, I, I think their quarantine ends today. I believe uh, Tuesday was the day that was said that they could potentially come back if they test negative for COVID-19. Look, it's been so rough at quarterback that quarterback's coach, Andrew Janico, was throwing passes during individual workouts because that, that's that's all they had. Nate Stanley and your quarterback's coach. The Vikings have made a couple moves, including bringing in Case Cookus, former Northern Arizona quarterback, uh, wasn't drafted in 2020, spent time on the rosters with the Giants and the Denver Broncos, never re- made a regular season start. And I think uh, Case Cookus has to rank in the top five of, of all-time great Minnesota quarterback names. You've got, uh, uh, of course, John David Booty is in there. You could throw uh, Bobby Brister. That's a fun one to say. What about uh, McLeod Bethel Thompson? Do you remember when McLeod Bethel Thompson was supposed to be the savior of this team? He could kind of Tavares Jackson-ish. He's, he had the, the the mobility, he had the arm, but just never never got the opportunity to to start here in 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 Minnesota. The Vikings have also claimed uh, veteran cornerback Dan, Danny Edling off waivers from the New England Patriots as well, giving them now Stanley Cookus and Edling in camp. But I, th- I think what I heard is is today is the day that Kirk Cousins and Nate Stanley would be able to return to the practice field if they test negative for COVID-19. I think Tuesday was the day that they had to quarantine for five days, and I think this news broke late last week. So I'm pretty sure today could be the day that those two guys are able to return to the field, and the Vikings have five quarterbacks just in case something like this happens again. Two. So NBA free agency kind of underway. A lot of deals being reported aren't official until just after midnight on Friday, but a lot of NBA players moving around, uh, specifically not to the Minnesota Timberwolves. The uh, the the Lakers are busy. Again, they bring back Trevor Ariza. You've got uh, Reggie Bullock going to the Dallas Mavericks. Jimmy Butler is expected to sign a four-year max extension with the Miami Heat. Miami Heat also bringing in Kyle Lowry, reports say. Heat, Heat are, 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 are gearing up. Again, yep. Uh, former Timberwolf Gorgie Jang, he's going to sign a one-year contract with the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, Blake Griffin going back to the Brooklyn Nets. Dwight Howard going back to the Los Angeles Lakers. Another former Timberwolf, Wayne Ellington. He signs a one-year deal with the Los Angeles Lakers as as, as well. But the, the two interesting ones that Wolves fans should be paying an interest to is what the Chicago Bulls have done. Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso, each signing four-year contracts with the Chicago Bulls to go play with Zach Levine. And then that gives the Chicago Bulls some options with what to do with a player that the Timberwolves drafted and reportedly have some interest in, and that would be power forward Laurie Markkinen, a position that the Timberwolves need in in power forward, especially until Juancho Hernan Gomez gets back from that shoulder injury. 
Here's the story with with Markkinen. Markkinen was drafted by the Timberwolves a handful of years ago, then was immediately traded to Chicago in the Jimmy Butler deal with Zach Levine and Chris Dunn. So Laurie Markkinen never played for the Wolves, came all, I think he set the, the NBA record for most threes by a rookie at some point, or at least most threes by a Finnish-born player, which I'm sure the list isn't all all that long. But it, just right away in his career, it looked like Laurie Markkinen could be the steal of that trade. And then Zach Levine came back from the ACL injury, and now he's signed a max contract, and he's he's an all-star. Now, it, it, even though success hasn't translated on the court for the Chicago Bulls, I think they may have finished over 500 one time since acquiring Levine and, and, and Markin. And Zach Levine, definitely uh, the face of that franchise, putting up a lot of points, contending for the scoring championship each of these last two seasons. And that's kind of left a question mark on on, on marketing and how this Chicago Bulls team can build better. They get Lonzo Ball to come help facilitate things. They get Alex Caruso uh, from the Los Angeles Lakers. And that leaves a, a spot that they could potentially sign and trade Laurie Marketing. And the Timberwolves rumored to be one of the three teams interested in the Finnish power forward. San Antonio and Oklahoma City also rumored to have interest in market and market in averaging uh, just under 14 points, five rebounds per game. Uh, his numbers weren't strong uh, last season as they have been in the past. He averaged nearly 20 points a game three seasons ago. However, last year he did set career highs in three point percentage in a limited role, hit 40% of his threes. And that's kind of been the, the, uh, the, the, the point of emphasis for the wolves this season is they need to get three point shooting. They traded Ricky Rubio for Tarion Prince. He can hit from beyond the arc, and Laurie Markkinen would also be another guy that they could potentially add in, uh, not free agency because he's a restricted free agent, but a sign-and-trade situation. Wolves, uh, of course, also linked to Ben Simmons and Miles Turner, but Markkinen may be the more uh, the more realistic option. He's going to be a lot cheaper than either of those two guys, or maybe even uh, a John Collins from Atlanta is also a guy that the Wolves are rumored to be interested in. But the Wolves have had rumors with John Collins for the last the last two seasons. So something to keep an eye on with all the moves going on. Uh, somebody's going to be available to sign and trade, and you can bet the Timberwolves is going to be right there to, to at least make the call and make an offer on some of these guys. Second half of the wrap. Here's coming up. Seth Stowe's Twins Daily. Going to talk about the Minnesota Twins, uh, what Twins fans should be excited for over these last two months of the season. And we'll get to know some of the guys that the Twins acquired on the trade deadline, including the number 16 overall prospect in baseball. We got him from Toronto for Jose Barrios. We'll talk to Seth Stowes of Twins Daily coming up next on KDLM. Westwood One Sports presents this special update on the 2020 Summer Games. A big day for the U.S. in track and field. A gold medal, three silvers, and two bronze. The gold in an event no American had won since 1968. 19-year-old Athang Mo from Trenton, New Jersey, captured the women's 800 meters, a silver in the pole vault for Chris Nilsson. Down to the Final Four in men's basketball, the U.S. will face Australia. France will take on Slovenia. It was the U.S. against Spain for the fourth Olympics in a row, never before this early, the quarterfinals. Spain led by 10. U.S. came back and won 95-81. Actually, it's largest margin of victory of any of the four games with Spain. Men's soccer will be defending champion Brazil versus Spain for the gold medal. Brazil beat Mexico in penalty kicks. Spain over Japan won nothing in overtime. Israel's dream of Olympic medal in baseball came to an end. The Dominican Republic came from behind, scored bottom of the ninth and won 7-6. We'll now play the U.S. With this Summer Games update, John Stashauer, Westwood One Sports. 
Taylor Bashotti with NFL Network now on the Westwood One Radio Network. The Colts logo is a horseshoe, but it hasn't brought good luck so far to Carson Wentz. Indy's new quarterback had surgery to repair a broken bone in his foot and will miss anywhere between 5 and 12 weeks. Colts head coach Frank Reich says second-year quarterback Jacob Eason has the inside track to be the starter until Wentz returns. Elsewhere, the Vikings placed Kirk Cousins on the reserve COVID list. Head coach Mike Zimmer says he doesn't know how long his quarterback will be sidelined. Raiders general manager Mike Mayock says he's tested positive for COVID. He added, quote, grateful that I'm vaccinated as I very well could easily be sitting in a hospital rather than working comfortably from home. Eagles first round pick and Heisman Trophy winner Devontae Smith is expected to miss two to three weeks after spraining his knee. And Titans first rounder Caleb Farley practiced for the first time in his NFL career on Monday. The corner had been sidelined due to back surgery, but is now healthy. This has been NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. It's time once again for Twins Minute. I'm Chris Atterbury. Twins kick off a series, of course, with the Reds in Cincinnati tonight. And uh, we'll find out whether or not Josh Donaldson can return to his customary spot at the hot corner. Did not play in any of the three games in St. Louis, where it meant that Luisa Rise, fresh off the injured list, was uh, at the hot corner for all three of those games, also hit in the cleanup spot. Now, Arise plays second, he plays the outfield, he's played plenty of third, and Tony Diaz had this to say about Louie at third base. I think the best thing is the way he reacts. You know, he naturally is hyper, so he reacts extremely quickly, and uh, it fits playing third base. So, you know, he gets good reads, um, you know, and he's aggressive. He's got an aggressive mentality on the field. He definitely has an aggressive mentality. I love that Hyper is touted as a positive here. He's also super social. Sometimes you see Louie out in the outfield, almost like he's talking to himself because he doesn't have other people to chatter with. We'll see who plays third tonight. This is a presentation of the Treasure Island. From the kennel to the coop, whatever the season, Fleet Farm has everything to keep your animals happy and healthy. From training your pup to sit season to mastering those retrieval skills season. From clipping your horse for competition season to keeping the backyard birds well-fed season. And of course, loving your pets like family season. There's a reason people say, if Fleet Farm doesn't have it, you don't need it. Because we have it all. Fleet Farm. Built for real life. The KDLM Sports Wrap. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions, but here's a fun stat for you. Minnesota still has three more NBA titles than Wisconsin does, and we've only gotten past the first round of the playoffs once since 1961. Weekdays at 9.30 and on demand at KDLMRadio.com. Thirteen forty KDLM, the station you can count on. Welcome back to the KDLM Sports Wrap on the Taco John's Taco Tuesday. Ninety-nine cent hard shell beef tacos at Taco John's all day today. Joined on the phone now by Seth Stowes from Twins Daily and TwinsDaily.com. Morning, Seth. How are you today? I'm uh, I'm doing really well, although now I'm a little bit hungry thinking about those tacos. See, I I always make it a point to make sure I I, I book you for Tuesdays so oh. I can I can get Taco John's yeah. a couple extra bucks by by selling them some 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 tacos. <laughs> let's 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 That's talk great. to yeah let's, let's talk twins here. Uh, the, the team a little bit different than it was the last time we we spoke. Maybe not uh, all the moves that we thought the twins would make at the trade deadline last Friday. They they do deal three players: Jose Barrios. They deal J-Hap, they deal Hansel Robles, and of course, Nelson Cruz gone before that. Before we, we talk about the re- the return that the Twins got for those guys, let, let's talk about some guys that maybe 
a lot of fans thought would get moved at the trade deadline, but are still on this team. Let's start with Mike Pineda. Had a really good outing his last time out last Wednesday, I, I think, and that should have maybe upped his trade value a little bit. He's got that slider working for him again, but uh, the Twins are signed to hold on to Mike Pineda. you like that move, or should we have dealt him? Um, well, I personally think they should have dealt him. Um, you know, I to me, it's inexplicable that they didn't. Um, you know, I'm sure they wanted to get a decent return and maybe they weren't offered a whole lot, but I mean, not to jump ahead, but they were able to get something of value for Jay Happ. So Michael should have had a a lot more value than that. Uh, you know, I know there's talk about wanting to re-sign him and all that kind of stuff. Well, they could have done that if they traded him too. So, um, to not get anything for him is, is surprising, almost a little disappointing. Um, whereas with say Alex Colomay or, Angleton Simmons, I mean, uh, you can you're just hoping someone might be willing to give you a C prospect or something for them, and I guess they're, they'll keep them around, although, I mean, that could change, too, over the final months. Yeah, what, what's what's more surprising, uh, finding a trade partner for Jay Happ or not finding a trade partner for Michael Pineda? Oh, for me, it's finding a trade partner for Jay Happ. <laughs> I mean, I understand, and I was kind of touting for the last couple of months that you know, I mean, if anyone looks at his track record of, you know, really good success the last five or six years, um, you know, maybe that's what gives him a little bit of an advantage. But, man, he has been just terrible. Nobody hits the ball. Uh, nobody gives up more hard contact than Jay Happ. And, and they got not only a major league pitcher, but a double-A a relief pitcher, too, for him. So, you know, not not an exciting return, but to get anything is shocking. What about Andleton Simmons? Are you surprised that the Twins held on to him, too? I am, and yet it sounds like they just weren't really offered anything. I know there were a couple of teams that were were scouting him, but unfortunately that meant they had to watch him watch play baseball, and then they realized <laughs> they probably didn't want him. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, he's obviously a good defensive player. Um, you know, probably the best shortstop in the last 25, 30 years defensively, but, man, it, it can be hard to watch him hit sometimes. We're talking to Seth Stones from TwinsDaily.com. We just mentioned Jay Happ and that the Twins got two pitchers for Jay Happ, including one guy who's up at the majors right now, John Gantz. Got him from the St. Louis Cardinals. What do we know about John Gantz and uh, Evan Sisk? Well, John Gantz has been in the big leagues, I think, since 2016, at least up and down. And yeah, I think he's in his second year of arbitration. So he's, he's uh, I believe he turns 29 this week. Uh, so he's not really your typical prospect, but... Um, he made 10 starts for the Cardinals early this year, and after those 10 starts, he had a 1.60 ERA. So he did have some success earlier. He's really struggled. I think he has the same number of walks as strikeouts, yep. uh, which is not good. So that's the issue there. And then Evan Sisk, like I said, just a left-handed reliever in AA. And, um, I mean, who knows? I, I, you know, It's not a prospect you get excited about, but uh, you never know. You always need left-handed pitching. Yeah, two pitchers for a guy that had a 6.77 ERA when he was dealt. I think I saw a stat that like the average age of St. Louis Cardinals starting pitchers like 36 now as well, which uh, adding Jay Happ didn't uh, exactly add uh, any 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 good numbers to that. Let's talk about Hansel Robles, an- another guy who uh, struggled mightily with the Twins. They're able to get something for him as well, moving him to the Boston Red Sox for, for right-handed pitcher Alex Scherf. What do we know about Alex? 
Well, Alex uh, Scherf used to be kind of a bigger, big-time prospect as a starter, and he struggled, and he had some injuries and things like that. So now he is a bullpen guy, and he will have to be added to the 40-man roster after the season or potentially be lost in the Rule 5 draft, which, again, for what you mentioned about Robles, who actually didn't do terrible with the Twins a lot of the time, got some saves, uh, did pitch well at times, but obviously not all the time. You know, with the Red Sox, he may just go there and be a sixth or seventh inning guy and, and be just fine. So, you know, to get a, a guy that maybe doesn't look great uh, just by looking at the numbers, although he's he's done much better this year now that he's back in, he's in relief, um, you know, again, it's, it's taking a lottery ticket on a guy that you know is going to be gone in two months anyway. And then there was the, the big news on, on Friday, Jose Barrios, who's been kind of Rumored to want to stay with the Twins, and he wants an extension, but now he doesn't want an extension. He wants to uh, to test free agency. Well, he is now a member of the Toronto Blue Jays. I think he threw like six scoreless innings in his Blue Jays debut. And uh, the, the Twins getting a, a pretty good haul for Jose Barrios, including the number 16 overall prospect in all of baseball, Austin Martin. He plays outfield. He plays shortstop. Uh, tell us about Austin Martin, what we can expect from him in the next handful of years. Yeah, I mean, he's a really good hitter. Um, that's kind of the big thing. Um, he hasn't hit for power, and he was the fifth overall draft pick in 2020 by the Blue Jays, and uh, it jumped right to double-A this year. So, you know, I mean, I think there's power to come, uh, but he'll go to double-A here. I think uh, tonight he'll actually make his Twins organization debut and probably spend the rest of the year there, and they'll just let him play and he could play shortstop, but a lot of people think he could go to third, which is where he played at Vanderbilt. Uh, he could play second. He He's athletic enough that he could play center. He's very similar to Royce Lewis, who is, you know, the Twins' top prospect, who is missing this year with the torn ACL. But, you know, there's questions of whether or not he can play shortstop every day. But um, if, if we've learned anything the last few years, it's how much value of being versatile and and being available wherever that need happens to be. So Martin's Martin's very exciting, and, and I was very surprised that he was uh, a part of the deal. I didn't think that uh, Toronto would, would be willing to trade him. Yeah, a lot of uh, upset Toronto Blue Jays fans when the news was yeah. <laughs> was, was was broke. But after seeing the way that Barrios pitched uh, his, his first time out, I'm sure that uh, kind of quells some some of those concerns. And Barrios still one more year of team control, so he's a, he's a Toronto Blue Jay next year as well. Talking about Austin Martin and, and the future of this team uh, with uh, Royce Lewis, the guy that you mentioned, uh, number one overall pick by the Twins a couple years ago, missing this season due to a torn ACL. How do you see Austin Martin and Royce Lewis fitting together uh, as the future faces of this franchise? Um, hopefully very, very well, uh, along with Alex Kirilov and Trevor Larnick and Ryan Jeffers. I mean, those guys are no longer deemed prospects because of how much they've played now in the big leagues. But, I mean, those guys are all, say, top 50 to top 100 uh, overall prospects, and they're all kind of going to come up together over the course of a year or two. Um, and, I, you know, again, I, you know, Kirilov has worked mostly in the outfield, but he's now played a lot of first base this year. Uh, Larnett can play two outfield positions. Uh, center field may be open next year if, if uh, you know, Byron Buxton ends up traded in the offseason or becomes a free agent the following year. So one position is available there. There might be another position at second or third, depending on the Josh Donaldson situation. And, and uh, you know, Jorge Polanco has certainly become the uh, reliable veteran guy on this roster now. So, you know what, they'll, they just, you know, it's it's like a lot of teams, especially with scouting, you try to get really good athletes, 
guys with some versatility and wherever the need happens to be when uh, they're deemed ready, they'll, they'll plug them in. So, um, you know, it's hard to find shortstops. So if one of them could end up being a potential shortstop uh, long-term, that'd be great. If the other one happens to be a center fielder, that's, that's just fine too. Twins in action tonight uh, on the road in Cincinnati, five three pregame show, six ten first pitch. Uh, here on KDLM tonight, Kenta Maeda on the hill, a, a guy the Twins also held on to at the trade deadline. Looking at the the, the next uh, seven to eight weeks of the season, uh, Twins uh, sellers at the trade deadline, and uh, looking at the at the schedule, a lot of tough games coming up. Uh, you've got four games in New York against that that New York Yankees lineup that now has Joey Gallo and it's got uh, Anthony Rizzo in it. You've got uh, you know Jose Barrios at Target Field, one of the last series of the season. So a lot of fun games coming up. Not a whole lot to play for for the Twins as a team. This is a time for the Twins management on, and, and coaches and, and and front office guys to 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 evaluate a lot of talent on this team. Who are some guys that you are watching specifically over these last seven or eight weeks of the season? Yeah, I think there's you know you probably put those types of things into at least two and maybe three categories. The first one being guys like Larnick or Jeffers, um, you know, even Mitch Garver still, you want to just see how they continue to progress as players, offensively, defensively, who steps up as leaders, things like that. The other side of it is guys that are just getting their opportunity. And that's, you know, including maybe a Billy Ober or Griffin Jacks or um, a Charlie Barnes or a couple other guys that may get an opportunity should they call them up the rest of the year just to get their feet wet, get some experience. And then I guess the third category is the veterans. You know, how does Josh Donaldson uh handled being on a you know potential hundred loss team and yeah. and uh can Jorge Polanco continue to build and develop and and some of those veterans how they handle this uh situation uh you know so those are the kind of things I'm I'm really curious about who kind of steps up and and who is uh doing a good job of of uh of developing and making improvements Let's talk about the Twins minor leagues uh before we close here uh one thing that twinsdaily.com does very very well is give uh, a good look into the Twins minor league system because these guys uh, are the the future of this of this franchise. And you have an article that you put up uh, just a couple hours ago talking about uh, the uh, the the FCL Twins uh, not finding wins this season. What's going on with those guys? Well, that's that's your group of players that aren't on one of the four full season teams. It's a lot of guys that came over from the Dominican Republic, and and all these guys didn't really play last year. So it's it's you know pitchers making their pro debuts and hitters making their pro debuts and and uh you know i mean yeah they're struggling right now back down at the lowest level like that uh, it's all about just getting players opportunities you know a lot of a lot of players will play half a game and then the other person will come in for half a game and it's really just about getting their feet wet but yeah it'd be fun for them i'm sure to win once in a while too <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, hopefully they can bring some wins to uh, to a Twins team here uh, in the next handful of years. <laughs> Seth, if, if someone wants to find your stuff online, uh, where can they do so? Yeah, I think uh, on Twitter at, at Twins Daily or at Seth Tweets, and uh, you know, be sure to bookmark TwinsDaily dot com because uh, yeah, we've had a ton of coverage here with the trade deadline and the draft, and uh, now we'll continue to follow the rest of the way. Yep, Twins tonight in Cincinnati, uh, looking to to get back in the win column. They lost uh, two or three games in St. Louis. Now a quick two-game series before four games in Houston. They return home on Monday for three games, the final three games, against the AL Central leading Chicago White Sox. Twins baseball and KDLM tonight at 6.10. Pre-game show begins at 5.30. Seth, 
Thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, always good to catch up with you. We'll chat again soon. I definitely enjoy it. Have yourself a great week. Can't wait. It's finger licking good. Sweet. Dude. All righty. Thanks again to Seth Stowes for joining me on the Sports Wrap today. If you missed any of that interview with Seth from TwinsDaily.com, you can go back and re-listen to it momentarily online at KDLMRadio.com. You can also subscribe to the KDLM Sports Wrap wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. Can't wait a moment. Well, another big guest tomorrow, Sam Ekstrom from Purple Insider, going to join us to- tomorrow. He's got uh, boots on the ground down at TCO Performance Center. He's been... Uh, Soaking up all of this Vikings COVID-19 vaccine controversy. He's been there for the Vikings and Repressors. And he's been uh, been watching some guys tear it up during the first week of training camps. We'll talk to Sam Ekstrom tomorrow. Twins baseball, like I just mentioned with Seth, tonight in Cincinnati. Twins had an off day yesterday. Back at it tonight. 5.30 pregame show. 6.10 first pitch against the Reds. Then an early one tomorrow. 11.25 first pitch. Cincinnati. For a quick two-game series in Ohio before heading south to take on the Houston Astros for four games Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Find the full broadcast schedule online at kdlmradio.com. That's a wrap for the Sports Wrap. We're back tomorrow with Sam Ekstrom at 9.30 right here on the station. You can count on KDLM, Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. Quick CBS News break, then those classic hits roll.